When it comes to pastoral ministry, there are three things that people ask for prayer about, uh, prayer for more than anything else. Financial issues, family issues, and their health. Once you take care of those three things, there isn't a whole lot left to do as a pastor when you stop and think about it. Uh, that's kind of the reality. That's what we do. Today we're going to be praying, uh, we're going to be uh, looking at the gift of healing. Gifts of healings is actually the phrase that we find uh, in Scripture. It's not a gift of healing, but gifts of healings. We pray for healing for all kinds of things. And this morning during communion, I mentioned a number of healings that we've seen here, the uh, more spectacular kinds of healings. But we also have the healings that happen, the, the uh, uh, aches and pains and asthma and other things that come along uh, that are, are uh, uh, just, just take us out of being able to function the way we would like to, the way God intended us to function. One of the biggest, there are two big reasons why more people are not healed. And let me spin these out. The first one is they don't know they can be healed. How does someone know that they can be healed? Well, you can say, you can say God can heal you. You can say there are bi- stories in the Bible that, of people being healed. But if they don't hear about people being healed, they're not going to know that they can be healed. It's for someone else. And so there's an importance of healing testimonies. It's reporting what God did so that others can be encouraged to seek God as well. One of the reasons why it's important to tell these stories about healing is so that others who may not be as aware of or really understand or or, uh, able to desire healing because they don't understand that healing is for them, is for them to see someone else who was healed, and, and preferably if it was someone else who was healed with the same thing that they were that they're suffering from, it makes it easier for them to ask for prayer and believe they can be healed. That's faith building. That's uh, good, uh, good, good words to use in church. But basically it's how do we help people recognize that they can be healed if we don't talk about the stories of, of, of the healing that we have experienced. The second one, and I'm going to end with this one, but uh, just to uh, pull this in at the beginning, is uh, the other big reason why people are not healed is we don't pray for people to be healed. Biggest reason, two biggest reasons. People don't know they can be because they never hear stories of people being healed. And the other one is no one ever prays for them. And so if we don't pray for people to be healed, they won't be healed. Can God heal people without uh, someone praying for them? Well, yeah, but that's not normally how it works. And so we need to deal with those two things. Let's talk about healing this morning. Uh, We go to uh, um, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 9. And we read, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. And it goes through a number of gifts, and and now we're at this one about healing. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. Gifts of healings is not just a gift of healing that you can heal everything. There are people that have uh, supernatural healing uh, uh, gifts, and they pray for people. And there are certain things that they pray for that are healed more often than others. Uh, there are certain things that when I get a chance to pray for, certain pe- for people with certain kinds of conditions, I have, I, I have a, a greater expectation of that person being healed because... Uh, more often than not, they do get healed when I pray for them. 
Uh, on the other hand, there are things that I prayed for and prayed for and prayed for and prayed for, and I've never seen anyone healed from that when I prayed for them. And so I kind of look around, and kind of my question is, who might have gifts of healings for that particular condition? Because uh, that's not part of the gifts of healings. That's not a, 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 a physical infirmity that I would uh, be gifted in healing supernaturally. Gifts of healings. There are all kinds. I, we began ministry. We, uh, we looked a lot to a man by the name of John Wimber. Uh, anybody remember the Righteous Brothers? Uh, he was with the Righteous Brothers. Also started the Vineyard Movement uh, when, after he became a Christian. And his question uh, was, when do we get to do the stuff that Jesus did? That had a big influence on our life. But he would teach on healing. And he was, uh, uh, I liked him because he had more of a, uh, a science background, hard science background, and he would keep track of things. And, and for years, he kept track of people he prayed for. Uh, took a class uh, on healing with him in, at Fuller Theological Seminary. And, and he was able to, at that point, was able to say, well, this kind of cancer, when I pray for this kind of cancer, I get 0.08% healing. This one, 11.5%. I mean, he had it down to uh, a tenth of a percent of healings for different kinds of cancers and other illnesses. And he could lay that, he laid that out. And, and when he would lay that out, you could see there's some things that occasionally there'd be a healing here and there, but there are other things that 10, 20, 50 percent uh, healing when he would pray for them. And I think that's a good thing to keep in mind. When we pray for an impartation of gifts of healings, we're not praying that you will be able to heal, pray for healing for anything and everything that comes along. But the only way you will ever find out what gifts of healings you have, what are the areas, what are the infirmities that you, uh, God is gifting you to pray for and, and see healing, is to pray for anything and everything until you start seeing some healings. And then uh, you start getting a track record. And you say, whoa, every time I pray for someone with asthma, they get healed. When I pray for someone uh, with cancer, they, this kind of cancer, they get healed. That kind of cancer, they get worse. And don't pray for them. You know, uh, you, you pay attention. You get, this is a practical gift. That's, you know, this is, I, I want to take demystify gifts of healings. This is a very practical thing that we do in ministry. Some of the toughest questions about divine healing as opposed to, you know, faith healing. It's divine healing. God heals. When we talk about faith healing, and some use that phrase, and, and it sort of means the same thing, but what it conveys is that somehow somebody's faith is involved in whether a person is healed or not. More often than not, it has to do with the spiritual gifts of healings of, that a person may or may not have. And if a person has spiritual gifts of healings for certain kinds of illnesses and they pray, it's not a matter of how much faith they have. Uh, how much faith do you need if 85% of the time you pray for someone for a certain thing, they get healed? After a while, it's like, eh, duh, you know, come on over here. Let's just take care of this. It's not like, uh, it's, it's just a practical understanding of the gift. And some. Too often we get so tied up with how much faith does someone have or how little faith does someone have to pray or to receive or to, and, and we lose sight of the healer, which is God himself. It's divine healing. God does the healing, not us. It's not my faith that heals. It's not the person who's receiving uh, uh, the healing that their faith that heals. 
uh, our faith. We have examples where faith does help. It puts us in a position where we can receive it better, where, where we are able to, to say, yes, I want healing. I desire healing. I'm open to healing. I will receive prayer for healing, or I will pray for people to be healed. You see, faith, all that faith is going to do is put us in position to receive or to give, uh, to minister or to, to receive healing. Um, God is the one who heals. But some of the tough questions, why do some people get healed and others don't? Why do some people with great faith not get healed and others with little or no faith get healed? How can somebody who is living in sin get healed? Why wasn't somebody healed when there was a prophetic word that they would be healed? What does it mean? What uh, does being sick mean you don't have enough faith? Why does one person get healed and another with the same condition prayed for by the same people not get healed? And there are more questions like that. And I'm going to give you... The best answer I have for all of these, I don't know. If you ever go to a seminar on healing, and they give you step by step by step by step by step of how to pray for healing so that people are healed, run. Formulas don't work here. God does. It's about God and how he operates. And this moment that, the moment that we start to define how we think God operates, he's going to change it up on us because that means that we're taking credit for understanding how this healing happens and we're taking it away from God. He will change it up like that. He will do that. I've seen it happen. But we get hung up on these kinds of questions. And what we get hung up on are, you know, why didn't God do what we wanted? Or uh, why didn't God heal me like I hoped he would? Or I, or, or, or I think he should have. Or is there something wrong with me or my faith? Or, you know, what, what, what's wrong with me? Well, you're sick. Well, you know, it's so easy then on top of being sick that you end up getting this condemnation of not enough faith on top of that. And, and this condemnation isn't going to help you get better. Just, just, just a thought. But why do some people get healed and others don't? Um, like I said, I don't know. The Bible has all kinds of stories. And when I have time to, if we would have a, a weekend or, or longer to, to teach on healing, what I would do is, and what I've done is, I just take a whole pile of Bible stories. And just one after another, after another, after another. Healing stories and, and every story point out the difference between that one and the one before. That there's no correlation between one story and the next, that every story is different the way Jesus did. It was never the same uh, twice. And so what do we learn from that kind of seminar? Listen to God. Take your cues from God. Remember the stories from the Bible. Learn. It's a good model. But just do it. See what happens. And as you pray for healing, as you receive healing, you will learn a whole lot in the process. The Bible has stories, healing because of a person's faith. And I, list, you can study this as you want. Uh, I'm just going to breeze through this because uh, uh, these are they're, they're multiple stories in each of these, these uh, uh, categories. Healing because of somebody else's faith. Healing where the person had no faith. Uh, people who have faith who did not get healed. I mean, these are all... Bible stories, and you do one after another, and all you have to do is pick four of those, one from each category, and you can just blow out everybody's uh, uh, 
pattern for how to pray for healing. There's no real pattern other than if you don't pray for someone, they won't get healed. That's the only thing I know for sure. If you don't pray for someone, they won't get healed. Beyond that, it's all kind of up in the air, up to God. Sometimes God's choices about who to heal just doesn't make any sense. I've seen people with faith who don't get healed, and it's like, why why not? Why not that person? Why not that person? Blatant sinners get healed. I remember a town drunk I used to sit out with in, in, in Arizona uh, from time to time. He had a lot of wisdom. He was just a town drunk. And nobody ever talked to him, so he gave me all his wisdom. I learned all kinds of things. If you eat something really, 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 really spicy, you can really you can get people to think that you, you can handle this by asking for a cup of coffee with lots of sugar because the sugar cuts the spice. See, I learned that from the town drunk. And if you just have to listen sometimes. Uh, the Lord healed him of several conditions. He died ultimately of cirrhosis of the liver, but uh, there were other things that God healed him of, and... Uh, I really don't know to this day if he ever became a Christian, if he made that decision in his life. But we had these conversations. Blatant sinners get healed. Saints who don't. Uh, Saints who could still minister for years and they die. Uh, A town drunk actually lived a long life. Go figure. Um, person who's healed of a migraine dies of cancer. A person who's healed of cancer dies, you know, just suffers of migraines for a lifetime. And, and you go, well, how do you make sense of this? This is what I know. Sickness and aging came into the world with the sin of Adam and Eve. Sickness is, is not necessarily because of sin in your life. Uh, it's because sin in the world, and the moment that we are born, our bodies begin to age, and we begin to disintegrate, if you will. Sooner or later, here's the other thing I know, sooner or later, we all die of something. And you can be healed of dozens of things, but sooner or later, you will die of something. And sometimes we talk about dying of old age, and that sounds so nice, but give, us, give science another 20 years, they'll identify what that was that we called old age. In the past, they called old age stuff that now we understand to be other kinds of illnesses. We die of something. And so healing is for now. It's for a season. It's for a purpose. And I want to look at that. Uh, here in a minute, but let's look at four kinds of healings that that uh, uh, different kinds of things that we call healing that that we can get confused when we talk about gifts of healings. One is natural healing. The body heals itself. You get a cold, you get the flu. Sooner or later, you can take uh, uh, medications for two weeks and get over it, or you can just uh, uh, not take any medications, and it takes two weeks to get over it. You know, sooner sooner or later, the cold will end, the flu will be over, and you're good. There's medical intervention. We see that with uh, uh, 1 Timothy 5.23. Healing is a practical issue. I think we need to remember this. Healing is a practical issue, not a spiritual test. And every time you hear about healing that seems like there's a spiritual test to it, how much sin or not sin, how much faith or not faith, that kind of thing, you, you, you just, just be careful because it's not a spiritual test. It never has been. It never will be. It's a practical issue. Either you get better or you don't. 
You know, and, 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 and when it becomes a spiritual test of if, if you're spiritual, you get healed. I've seen this one as well. And people start claiming their healing, and, and, and they're still sick. I mean, anybody can see through that except the cluster of people around them who believe the same way. And there, people say, oh, isn't that wonderful how much faith this person has claiming to be healed? And you look at them, and they're still as sick as they were the day before. We need to be honest. We need to be totally honest. If we're healed, we're healed. If we're not, we're not. And if we're not, it's not a spiritual test, and it's not something wrong with us. But there's medical intervention that uh, is part of... uh, 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 of this, there's not a lack of spirituality. When Paul told Timothy what to do for his stomach's sake, it wasn't because Timothy wasn't spiritual enough. It was because Timothy needed medication, and in this case, uh, uh, instead of drinking the, the the water that created this digestive issue, he said, "Get get get something that has a little bit of, of, of alcohol in it. Make sure it's not going to uh, affect you that way." Most medicines have some alcohol, and you know that, right? And the purpose of that is because of what it does in the system. And Paul was giving good medical advice to Timothy. Uh, I mentioned John Wimber. I've told this story before. We were in a seminar, and somebody asked him, I said, John, you know, what, what do you do when you get a headache? Because he, he had his charts, and headaches was like a uh, 50%. And, and uh, he said, well, I know that if I pray for I get a headache and I pray f- half of the time, I'm healed. Uh, so... And we're like, oh, yeah, what do you do? Do you pray? Nah, he says, I take aspirin. That, that heals me 100% of the time. It's practical. We need to be practical. And a lot of times we, 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 we sit around like, like we're trying to be spiritual about something that is just, what do you need to do to get better? What does it take? There's medicine. There's a body healing itself. Oh, here's another one. Death. You might want to write this one down. That's the ultimate healing. Have you heard that one? Don't, don't buy that one. When my mom died, she wasn't healed. She died. And I think we need to be honest about these things because when we do these verbal gymnastics to try to make God look good about healing, we're not doing God a favor. We're not helping anybody else be open to receive healing. Supernatural gifts of healings, on the other hand, is, is, is something very specific and a little bit different than all of these other things I just talked about. Some reasons why people are healed, and let me list these uh, quickly. First one is alignment with God's purpose for our lives. If I know that God has a purpose for somebody's life, and there's a, a, an infirmity in their life, there's a sickness in their life that's keeping them from fulfilling that purpose, I have 100% certainty that when I pray for them, they will be healed. It doesn't matter what the illness is. I need to know with 100% certainty what that purpose is in their lives. Not I would like to or I thought I could. Or uh, When I see someone, and this happens often, uh, more often than not with uh, uh, people who are already in ministry, who are serving in some way, that have an illness that is holding them back or keeping them from performing the, what the call in their life. We, uh, that was part of what we did in, in Ghana with a pastor's wife. You know, we, there was a, a call in her life, and she was totally sidelined. And so as we prayed, we saw healing begin to happen in her. And there was no question. I mean, I, it wasn't an issue of faith. It's just, I just know that when a physical issue is keeping someone from fulfilling their purpose or call in, in, in life, the assignment that God has given them, 
and I pray for them, they will be healed. I don't even have to, you know, it's not drum up faith or, or does a person have enough faith or anything like that. It's uh, just pray. Let's take care of this. Like I said, it's practical. Understand what I'm saying? It's practical. And we need to keep bringing it back to that. Physical healing has more to do with God's purposes than our desires. What is God's purpose? What does God want to do? What's he up to? God will always fulfill his purpose. And if we pray aligned with God's purpose, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of being aligned with God, not, uh, uh, not being surprised then when it happens. Number two, you go to the book of John especially, but you see that in Acts as well. A sign to those who do not believe. In the book of John, there are eight signs or eight miracles, and that's a fun series to do sometime. Eight miracles of healings that Jesus did. And these signs were to, these were signs to, uh, that you may believe, we read in, in, in John um, chapter 20, verse 30 and 31. Number three is a sign that the kingdom of heaven is near. And we read that Luke chapter 10. And number four is uh, deliverance, release from demonic bondage. Again, this is another one that I know 100%. When we minister deliverance and there's someone that is, has a physical infirmity that's connected to demonic oppression of some kind. And that person is set free from demonic oppression. They will be healed 100% of the time. There's, there's no question on that one. But that's, that's something that we have stepped into. We have walked with that. And we have seen that. And, and it's, not, uh, it's not a big faith deal to say that. That's just the way it works when we minister deliverance. And the uh, demonic oppression is tied to, to that physical uh, infirmity. Sometimes you might want to look at Mark 7, 32 to 35, and then you look again at Mark 9, 25 to 28. And the two healing stories of, of, of a person who was deaf and mute. In the one, Jesus cast out the demon, and the other, he, he, he prayed for uh, physical healing. Uh, the sources, the, the, the roots were different. Both were healed. Now, what I'm saying is that if I would run across a one who had the demonic oppression and we cast out that demon, we set that person free, I would have 100% assurance that that person would be able to speak and talk. The other one, I have not had uh, that kind of success with. I've prayed for people like that. Uh, I've yet to see that kind of instant uh, uh, healing. But, you know... So that would be in the 0.8% range maybe or you know, something that, that happens on occasion. It's not like when the deliverance is part of it. Number five, to build our faith. Uh, number six, to reveal part of God's character, power and compassion to heal, to bring glory to God. And again, all these, uh, we don't have the time this morning to look at all these Bible verses, but I encourage you to do the study. And number seven, this is the one I really like, just... Because God can. You see, sometimes there are these heal your healings that happen, and, and it's like, whoa, where did that come from? How did that happen? Why would God heal in this way, in this time, in this person? You know, sometimes God just does random acts of kindness with healing, and he just randomly heals people just because. 
that's cool when that happens. Especially if, if you're praying for someone to be healed and, 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 and it happens when you're praying for them. And it's like, you, you just know, you just know, this is not, you know, this is a 0.8% uh, one for me. I, I've never seen this one healed before. Uh, this person really wants me to pray for them. I don't have any faith for it. I know this person doesn't really have faith for it either. They just know that, uh, you know, everyone's looking at them and they know they're sick. And so, of course, they have to come up because uh, if they don't come up, it looks bad not to come up and get prayer. And, and so you get one of those situations where you got everything going against the possibility of someone being healed. And they're healed. And you do a whatever prayer and, they, and, and something happens. God does these random things sometimes. That's uh, just crazy uh, to watch. So who can minister healing? According to Mark 16, 17, and 18, these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. All believers are to heal. Some have gifts of healings. Uh, we read that in 1 Corinthians twelve nine. And so those who have gifts of healings, those who have an anointing to give, just like some have gifts uh, of mercy and service and teaching and, and, and other kinds of, of gifts, some have gifts of healings. And those persons, when they pray for certain kinds of sicknesses, see much greater results than the rest may see. But uh, all are to pray for healing. Number three, elders have an office that includes healing. That's uh, anointed with oil. And here we... We've done that on occasion. We have a prayer team. The prayer team includes people that have people with gifts of healings. And between you and me, if I want someone, when, when, when I was diagnosed with cancer, um, yeah, I had the elders pray for me, but I was going with a prayer team because they've got people who have gifts of healings. And uh, elders, they, you know, they'll splash oil on you, and it's messy. And just, just go back. Go, go with a prayer team. Uh, just, 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 uh, uh, just, uh, just, just in case you were wondering who to choose. I mean, the elders, we'd love to pour oil all over you and pray for you. Uh, we did some of that in Ghana, and uh, they, they, they pour oil. I mean, it's, it's not just a little bit. I mean, it's like, like uh, they pulled out uh, like the large size uh, oil containers, not these little ones that we carry around, and uh, they, they, they used it. They'd pour it into this little bowl, and then, and then they'd have a guy that come around. I mean, this guy walked around next to me with this bowl of oil, and, uh, and and I'd, I'd try to get a little bit on the end of my fingers because oil is messy. You know, I'm not big on messy. And so I just, I, personally, I'd rather not pray with oil, but it's in the Bible, so you, we do it. And so I was trying to get a little bit, just, just, just to not get too much on me and just get a little bit. And, and this guy, he figured this out pretty after about two or three of them. And, and I'd start to put my hand in there, and he'd lift the bowl up. <laughs> Got my hand full of oil, so I had no, you know, all I could do is go. <clears throat> oh, well. Different places are different customs. And number four is a healing promise uh, that we declare at communion. And uh, again, at communion, we've had people have been healed just during communion. And it's always... Uh, uh, it's, it's an awesome thing to, when, when uh, reports come back that during communion something happened and, and, and something changed in this illness that, that I had. Gifts of healing operate in different ways. Sometimes it's by a word. And again, there are all these examples and no time to go through them. So you just use this as a study guide. 
by a word. Uh, Jesus would declare a word for the, like for the centurion's servant by a word, just a word, not even being in the same vicinity with a person. Number two, by a touch or the laying on of hands that we see uh, in John 8, uh, we see Jesus touching, laying hands on people. And there's some illnesses that I've, I've discovered you almost have to touch, otherwise it's not going to make a difference. Uh, as I pray for people, for example, with HIV or uh, full-blown AIDS, uh, there's no way that those persons will, you know, you've got to lay hands on them. You have to sometimes even embrace them, give them hugs, because there's something about touch that is truly important in the healing process for certain illnesses. Number three, through a prophetic act, Jesus spit, put a finger in the ear uh, of, a, uh, of a, a deaf guy. Number four, through extraordinary ways. Um, Remember, there was a story of Paul in Ephesus, Acts chapter 19, 12, uh, verse 12, where, where, where Paul would be out there. He's making tents, and he'd sweat profusely, and he was getting, I mean, he'd, he'd sweat profusely from making these tents. He, was, he worked hard, and so he'd, he'd use his handkerchiefs to wipe his forehead, to take the sweat off, and uh, blow his nose, and whatever else you do when you're out there working hard in, in, uh, uh, where there's a lot of dust, and, you know, it's, 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 it's not uh, a most sanitary place and and then people would come along and they'd take his handkerchiefs and use that for healing uh, that's that's the story uh, if, you, if somebody ever wants to give you you know someone's handkerchief it's a sign of healing my guess is it's not Paul's kind of handkerchief just 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 say uh, by anointing with oil and by interceding with prayer this morning those are things that uh, we, you can study more on your own, things that we talk about fairly often here. But this morning, I want to take a few minutes as we wrap up to pray for an impartation of gifts of healings. You may not be sure you have gifts of healings, but the only way you will ever find out is to try it. To actually Find someone who's sick. Ask them if you can pray for them. Lay your hand on their shoulder and pray in the name of Jesus, be healed. I'm not even telling you to do some great big prayer. Just in the name of Jesus, be healed. See what happens. And do that, oh, a hundred times. Okay, just do it once. Let's try it once and see what happens. But over time, you start getting a sense of is this something that God has called me to do? Is this something that I have an assignment to do? Is this something that I have spiritual gifts for? If you're interested in finding out, or if you have been praying for sick people and would like to see more healings as a result of that, I'm going to invite you to come up. I'm going to pray for you. As the worship team comes up, let's, let's, uh, uh, I invite you to stand. I want to bless you. This is a place of healings. God promised that years and years ago, and we've been seeing that. We've been seeing the healings that have been poured out here over the years. And the stories that we have are the ones that people have been willing to share. There are many, many, many more that people have held back from, have not talked about because for different reasons that they've chosen not to. But I want this to be a place where not only is there healings, but we, re we report the healings. We talk about the healings. 
that there's a, an expectation that God can heal because we've seen it, we've heard it, we've experienced it. I want us, this to be a place where healing is a practical matter, not a spiritual test, just a practical issue of obedience. Jesus said, heal the sick. He didn't say pray for the sick. He didn't say some of you should. When he sent the disciples out two by two, he had a very direct command. Heal the sick. He didn't tell them to have enough faith to do it. He didn't tell them uh, anything else. Just heal the sick. Healing is an obedience issue. And if you like prayer, I invite you to come up as we worship. I thank you, Lord, that you have given us spiritual gifts, and among them, gifts of healings. Thank you, Lord, for those who have received healing. But, Lord, I thank you even more for those who are stepping out, who are taking those practical steps and just doing it and trying it. And I pray in the name of Jesus that the healing anointing on this place would increase. That this would be a place where people can receive healing, but even more so where people can minister healing, physical healing specifically. And we pray blessing over this area in which we minister in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would like prayer, come on up and we'll pray with you.